0: Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast. It's Friday evening. It's seven o'clock, which can mean, as you all know, only one thing and one thing alone. It's time for the Chelsea Fancast preview show. It is indeed. I'm excited. Uh, it helps when we've just beaten the loathsome Scousers the night before. I can't tell you how much it helps. <laughs> and there you go. So anyway, I'm Stanford Chid, as you should all know by now. And I am joined, of course, as ever, by the uh, the wonderful Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Oh, lovely to be here after such a great display. Mm, Lovely. Absolutely lovely. Uh, Now, um, even better tonight, even better. It's a long time since we've seen his lovely face. And it's just a a joy and delight to welcome back the return of Mr Marco Warro. Buonasera. Buonasera, amici. Lovely to see you, my friend. How are you?
2: I am like Lazarus.
0: You are. Bless your little heart.
2: Slowly but surely.
0: <laughs> Good stuff. Really, really lovely to see you, mate. It's it's made my week knowing that you're going to be on the show with us again. Now, uh, last but by no means least, uh, to ensure that there is some sense talked on this here show, we always have one of our journalist mates. And uh, tonight we have the return of the lovely Adam Newsom from Football. London.
3: Thank you for having me back, guys.
0: Absolute pleasure Adam always good to see you uh, now of course unusually because these are weird times as we all know uh, but you are the only one amongst us who can claim to have been there to witness the glory of, in- of inflicting the fifth home league defeat on the Red Scousers uh, I mean obviously it was a bit weird because there was nobody there really but you and a few journos but how was it?
3: Um, Yeah, no, it was really good. I thought Chelsea played really, really well, controlled the game, and it only got a little bit hairy um, later, late in sort of second half. Um, I don't know if it came across on the TV, but um, right at the end of the game, when it moved into stoppage time, Thomas Tuchel's assistants were whistling for the full-time whistle. Really? Uh, Yes, which I thought was brilliant. I'd never really really
1: heard a coaching staff do that before, but um, but yeah, so they (laughs) were calling for the full-time whistle, which I thought was great. Weirdly enough, though, Adam, I have they used to do that a lot at Chelsea in the 80s, enough. <laughs> but the crowd would do it a lot. The crowd would do it most of the time. It was a constant, constant whistle. That's, very... that's, fabulous. that's a fabulous piece of information. Very
0: true. Do you know what? It's kind of weird. I mean, obviously, none of us could have known that, and it certainly didn't really come across on the TV. But actually you know Klopp had the look of a, of a really of a defeated dare I say broken man and yeah you know and I think if this was a boxing match he'd have hit the white towel would have been flung uh germanically into the center circle uh long before the final whistle and I think it was you're right I, I mean maybe maybe you're dead right and that they did he felt that they weren't going to win the game and he and he didn't want to have any more damage inflicting on their fragile egos oh how my heart bleeds um Here's the thing, chaps, to kind of like get into this uh, more analytically, as it were. Marco, um, Tommy Tuchel has done very, very well. Uh, I I say that with an air of surprise in my voice, and I'm not sure why I'm surprised, because he is a very good manager. He's now matched uh, Mourinho's um, 10 uh, matches uh, without being beaten. Um, and I think conceded as few goals as Mourinho. although I could be wrong on that. Interestingly enough, he's beaten Mourinho, Diego Simeone, and now Jurgen Klopp, uh, all self-proclaimed great managers of our day, and all away. It's time to take Tommy T seriously, methinks.
2: I totally agree. Um, I, I do think, and I've, I've said this to a few people, that what I like about him is he strikes me as a, luck, a lucky manager, um, and, and by that, you know, it's kind of like the runes have fallen quite nicely for him. He, <laughs> he's, a, he's a keen student of the game. He articulates football very, very well. He knows the players. Um, so all, all of those things um, together, and then harnessing Antonio Conte's system from, from four years ago that you'd think teams would have figured out from four years past. But uh, it, it's, it's fantastic to behold. And I think... You know, the, the, the teams, you know, Liverpool, great time to play them. Um, Atletico Madrid, great time to play them with injuries. So, you know, he's, he's been a little bit on the lucky side in terms of not running into sides that are in a rich vein of form or, or um, you know, fully staffed. But, you know, giving credit where it's due, you know, tactically last night, I thought he set up brilliantly, um, played to Liverpool's weaknesses, Um, you know, and came away with a 1-0 win. So, you take that every week, and we are doing it at the moment.
1: Yeah, he's doing well, JK. He seems to be making players that we've given up on look completely classy, doesn't he? I mean, Christensen played out of his skin. Well, let's talk
0: about Christensen, because you're absolutely right. I mean, you and I, you know, and I I have to say, particularly me, and you know me, I, I don't dig the players out too often, but I've been saying for yonks that he's just not good enough for Chelsea, but... I think two things one put him in the right position which is the is as the central center back in a 3 but also as Marco's alluding to and you I think are about to that's what good managers do they get the best out of the players don't they
1: completely but I think it but that's what every every chairman always wants isn't it that it, uh, you get hold of a group of players that uh aren't wonderful and turn them into title winners. And then the, the coffers are full, particularly like Clough, Clough for example. didn't The Cloughers the the did are full. The, the Cloughers are full, yeah, yeah. Cloughers are full. You, but, you, yeah, but,
0: sorry, I, say, I was going to say, you have no idea what a genius you are because you've just segued into a brilliant question for Adam. I was having a bit of a – I was having me dinner, as you do, and uh, I was scooting through the Football London app and they've written a, an, a, uh, an article on there about – uh, Tuchel's uh, basically stuffed himself because they're playing so well that Roman won't give him any money in the summer after all. But
1: anyway, yeah. Well, other than I think, well, we thought about we talked about the opposite though, which we said that if if he presents them, if if you look at the team and think actually they're playing wonderfully, he might then say I need I need a striker because this is an area where we do need. I mean, I was, was 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 talking to Adam earlier about this. In fact, we had a chat and um, about uh, if Vardy was playing for us, if he wants to play that way. Barty would score goal after goal after goal just by, by, I have to say, booting the ball up the pitch. It was a terrible moment last night when I, I actually thought I was watching the under-11s because both sides booted the ball up the pitch and ran after it. But then he realised that's what Werner does anyway most of the time. Oh, sorry about that. That was a bit horrid. But um, but that's just my, my view of it. Like a, like no, a Jack
0: I, Russell I, running after an yeah, egg.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, blo- it's, a, it's a small kid running after a balloon. And, uh, but uh, it's Wright Phillips all over again. That's oh, yeah.
0: Hush with your writer, Phillips. Listen, Adam. You know J.K. because, as we all know, he is the—he's a living legend and also a a living genius, as we know. Um, But you lot did write, and I thought it was really interesting take on that, actually. And it wouldn't—I mean, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me uh, of—and actually, there are there are similarities to be made all over the place. Marco alluded to, to it a minute ago, but he's changed to Conte's system. Suddenly, we're not looking like we can get beaten hasn't quite got the, uh, the the great flowing football that Conte had. Uh, Conte did brilliantly, won the title, said, right, this is who I want, and they said, F off, and we all know what happened afterwards. So is that what you're kind of intimating in your cheeky little Football London article?
3: Uh, I think that was from my colleague, Sam. I, it um,
0: wasn't you. I should I, That was it. very true. I should be <laughs> very fair about this and say it wasn't you who wrote it. That's very true. <laughs> um
3: I mean, I wouldn't be entirely unsurprised if, if Thomas Tuchel gets Chelsea into a really good position this season, gets them in quite far in the Champions League um, and then does well in the FA Cup. I mean, it does it does give that that argument sort of credence that maybe Chelsea don't need to, to spend a huge amount of money in the summer. But as you mentioned now, I think we won the title. Uh, sorry, Chelsea won the title. I should try and be objective. No, no, we, uh, we won
0: it. We won it, Sam. It was us we, four that won it, mate. Get it
3: right. Chelsea obviously won the title under Conte and... That probably uh, sort of papered over quite a few cracks in the squad and didn't maybe do Chelsea the, sort of have a longer-term benefit. So um, I do think Chelsea need to invest this summer still, no matter what happens the rest of the season. There are some big decisions to be made over certain players, um, Christian being one of them, because he's his contract expires at the end of next season. So if he isn't going to sign a new one, then Chelsea probably have to sell him this summer rather than risk losing him for free, even though he has been... Uh, absolutely brilliant, I have to say, since he stepped in for Thiago Silva. Um, right. No no opposition player has, uh, has actually scored against Chelsea with Christensen in defence since he came does, in.
1: Does that mean, Adam, that Silva doesn't get back in?
3: I don't know. And this is the really big question because obviously when, when Thiago Silva hobbles off against Tottenham, I think all of us probably are going, oh, that's that's not good. Um, but credit to, to Andres Christensen. words to that effect, Adam.
0: Yeah, 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 something <laughs> like that.
3: Um, but yeah, so as I say... No, no, no opposition player scored against Chelsea with Christensen in the, in the defense since that Tottenham game. Uh, the only goal Chelsea have conceded was the Rudiger own goal, um, and he wasn't in the defense against Southampton. So, I mean, he couldn't really have done much more to to put himself in a good position. Even though Thiago Silva was coming back, I mean, I, I think it would be really harsh to now Very take out of the team. Very harsh, mm. it would be. And um, just one one more
0: point, you said
1: say. And uh, the, the, the Tuchel actually does have a, a history of making players better uh, um, with previous clubs. he's moved players into different positions and made it work. so this may be something that the club are very aware of so indeed, Adam, we might end up with nobody being bought and the club just saying, "Get on with it you yeah. know we we paid all this money for all these players. you make it work've all've we've all, all, we, we've all seen, well, we've all it. seen it's that it's
0: movie j k we've all seen that movie, mate. I don't want to see it again uh, Marco. Mr. Marco, Um, just moving uh, the the natter on a a tad um, to talk about J.K.'s all-time favourite player, Tim O'Verner, not to be confused with his German counterpart, the one that's actually good. Um, I thought it was really interesting. I mean, in a way, it's kind of played into um, Tuchel's Tuchel's hands last night because we knew, even I knew, and I'm about as tactically aware as an idiot. But even I knew that Liverpool would play uh, you know, with a very high block and that they would obviously look to attack us and leave acres of space behind them for the likes of Timo Werner to do what he likes to do best, which is to run into that space and get a one-on-one with a keeper. Um, and of course, their back four has been massively hampered by injuries, so I, that Kabak player doesn't look much of a player to me and Fabinho's a midfielder, so... It was not surprising to see Chelsea do what we've been crying out for weeks in a sense, which is to try something else other than play 73 passes on the 18-yard line and then pass back to Jorginho or, even better, Kovacic to shoot from 30 yards into the, into row Z. Um So, with all of that in mind, I mean, you know, do do you think he might have learnt a trick here? Because Werner, I mean, I, I'd be very interested to hear what J.K. says in a minute, but... Uh, Werner looked much more like the player that we expect from him, more comfortable in that kind of position, playing that kind of way, didn't he?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think, you know, I I think I tweeted, in a a parallel universe far, far away, he he scored four goals. Yeah. Um, You know, I I thought uh, he had a couple of decent chances before he did put the ball in the net and it was VAR'd um, offside. Uh, But yeah, I mean, he's got that pace, um, he's got the vision. Uh, and I think Chelsea are now starting to play to his strength. They can kind of see where he can get in behind defences, whereas initially it was six of one and a half dozen of the other and try him in the middle, try him on, on the wing. Um, you know, and, and I just think you you keep, you keep thinking every time we play, this is going to be the game where he gets a hat trick. This is it. This is going to be the game, and he just needs that little bit of luck. I think that all strikers do. Um, you know, I mean, even like that the, the VAR thing. You know, it's, it's just unfortunate. Um, so I, I think we've got a good player there. Uh, so it's, it's just a question of um, get getting sticking with him and giving him the support and the ammunition to, to do what he can do.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I I I would agree with that. Adam's got his hand raised, which gives me an excuse to talk to him rather than get JK to tell us what he thinks of Werner. <laughs> go on, Adam. Uh,
3: what I would say is that I thought the way Liverpool set up was ludicrously naive. Um, and, you know, Jurgen Klopp is a brilliant coach. I'm not going to try and argue that, but um, the fact that they played such a high line and that Timo Werner is so quick. It was a game that completely completely suited him. Um and I don't think Chelsea are going to come up against teams who do that that often just because as we saw it it gives you problems. Why why would you play against Chelsea like that when it does benefit Werner? Even Thomas Tuchel has said that playing against deeper defensive blocks doesn't suit Timo Werner. So it was very curious that Liverpool. I know Liverpool are the Premier League champions and they you know they want to you know put their style on the opposition. But it made little sense to me why they did that. And that's the only problem I think we're going to have with, with Timo Werner is that most opposition defences are not going to play that high line and they're not going to give him that much space to exploit. And Chelsea are still going to have to find a way to get the best of Timo Werner when, when defences do sit really deep and, and look to frustrate Chelsea, which if the more they keep winning, I think the more that likely that's going to happen.
1: I think they won't play him. He won't play him, Tuchel, if that's the case. He just, he'll just not have him in that game. I think he, he he seems to be like that to me. He, he, it's horses for courses. And I, I felt that, in fact, that was absolutely perfect for Werner last night. And yeah. And he, you appreciate that he's, he's very good at um, snapshots. And that's what he did for for Leipzig, wasn't it? It was he he, uh, he got into penalty. Wherever he is, he beat the player and he'd, shoot, and, he'd shoot, and he'd shoot on sight. And he almost scored that brilliant piece of control he did at the very beginning of the game when he controlled to the right and he and, and belted it. And I wish he'd scored then, because it would have been a fabulous goal. And that's the kind of goal that we, that's the kind of... That's uh,
0: what we paid our money for, JK. That that's what we paid the money for, paid? son.
1: That's exactly what we paid the £50 million for. <laughs> no, but that's what we expected. That, exactly that kind of move we expected. And he did a couple of other things. And Mount put him through and he hit Alisson in the legs. And in fact, Mount's pass was just a little bit too off the pace to the left, to be fair to him. But um, hes he still, that was a perfect environment for him. And he did get a goal, let's be fair. And it was, you know, we were back into the madness of VAR well, again. Uh, with, let, let's, let's, you know, with his, his fingernail being off. I mean, top.
0: let's talk about this. I mean, I, I, I mean, as you can, t- I mean, again, uh, the, the, the most entertaining thing for, for much of the match last night was, in fact, the Chelsea Fancast WhatsApp group, which is, uh, which has got winner, winner, chicken dinner written all over it, mate. I tell you. But I was a, a tad miserable last night. I was a bit cynical and cantankerous.
1: You went on about it being about the goal of being off sub when, when the game had been going on for five I know, minutes. I know. Yeah, well, I know.
0: Well, I have I have a theory which I've kind of alluded to, although when in public print, I had to be a little bit more careful. Uh, but my CFCU article entitled Rage Against the Machines uh, it picks up on Tony's theme. Um but the fact that, you know, that the that, that football and in fact, modern life in general is being ruined by uh, machines and uh, people who have more of an affinity, shall we say, with digits and machines than those of us of a more passionate and romantic persuasion who believe that humanity is the solution to everything. I shall leave it at that. But I mean, VAR, absolutely, Marco, is emblematic of that, I think, isn't it? you know apart from the fact that they don't seem to know the bloody laws of the game either how on earth your finger you you can't score with your finger so why is that offside it's absolute insanity mate
2: well the, the sad thing is you, you you go into a game um, as, as soon as there's a goal you sort of think hang on a minute var yeah um, and and there, and then there are other decisions where you know some something happens uh, um and play gets called back in fact the the united game the other week um with with the was it a penalty wasn't it a penalty you know um it's it's, it's just really frustrating and and i think you know the whole idea behind it was um var was going to remove ambiguity but but instead it's, it's
1: made it worse mm. because but Isn't that down to, with, the, with the clientele the personnel involved with making the decisions though I think this is one of the problems you've still got these superannuated idiots who are all part of the same club making these decisions you know so um, But you've, got, I, but, but you know, you've I, got
2: that's times you know you've got the VAR official and and his assist or her, his assistant and then the referee and his assistant
1: They pay no attention to, it, to the linesman ever now so it's ball in and out of play and offsides, it's all the linesmen do now. You know, it—it's it, got to that pretty pass. I mean, when I when I ran the line, when it, uh, uh, when I when I was refing, and occasionally I ran the line, we were actually told um, to to consider the the torso as being because it was supposed to be giving the the attack the advantage, not the defence. And in this instance, yeah. now we're, we're we're it's making the defence have the advantage. And so you didn't actually choose the arms weren't involved for offsides if you were giving as a linesman. And yet now we're in this bizarre situation where where they they're checking on whether or not the impetus of the forward it was obviously going forwards and the defender is going back is it's it's against the forward who, you know and and I you know despite my my um looking as if I'm I mean I'm very critical of Werner because I want him to, I want I want us to have great players in these positions you pay this amount of money for but uh, um ultimately he's he's is, uh, I've lost my thread completely well, now, Don't worry,
0: because I'm going to pick it up, because I agree with you. and t- We all agree. I mean, I'd, I don't know any right-thinking football fan unless they're wildly on the spectrum who thinks VAR is a good idea. And that's the point for me. And I said this in our Discord group today. I said, it's got to be scrapped. You know, football is a game played by humans for humans. Humans are fallible. That's what makes us human. And we, need, you know, to, you know we need to effing well learn to live without perfection. This idea of giving an offside because you're a millimetre offside is an anathema to the human spirit of football, period. The,
2: the cynic in me says um, that the TV companies who we pander to love it.
0: Oh, yeah, because they're involved.
2: Well, I mean, it just creates more... Um, drama. highly for controversy, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, mate. I mean, when I used to make documentaries, that's what I was always told. I need tension, drama, jeopardy even when there isn't any. Anyway, let's wrap this up because we've got, uh, we've got our, our oppo view waiting in the wings, as it were. But Adam, bottom line <laughs> is that was a fabulous... Perf- I mean, that's the other thing that we should say because, I mean, a lot of us have been a little bit whiny about the fact that it's it has been a bit tepid, a bit dull. You know, we're, we're not creating a lot. We're, and if we are creating, we're not finishing it off. You know, he's he's basically filling the side with defensive players. But actually, do you know what? over and above the individual performances, which I thought, apart from ZH, were really, really good last night. I thought we played really, really well. I thought the passing and the moving, some of the moves they put together and the speed with which they did it from back to front was absolutely fantastic. And fair play to all of them and Tommy Tuchel, mate.
3: Yes, no, I agree. I thought there was uh, five or six sequences when they were playing out from the back where things looked a little hairy at one point. um...
0: Yeah, I shat myself quite a few times last (laughs) night. I have but to be he, honest.
3: But, you know, some clever movement from, from those in front of them. And I think this is what we were saying, I think it was after Sheffield United where I was on, when we were talking about the Chelsea being able to play out through a press if they know where they're all meant to be at the right point and they're all doing the right things. And I thought we saw a lot of that um, last night. Credited Jorginho. I thought he maybe had his best game in the Chelsea yeah, shirt. He did um, all right.
0: He did all right. Fair Fair play um
3: so, and as you said there weren't many there was well you can argue you know Hacking Ziesh is, is struggling a little bit
1: at the moment I don't think he is uh you were saying uh, you heard Tuchel telling him to get back didn't you yeah out. there
3: was a exchange um in the first half well, back think, to back um, to Holland uh um, <laughs> not not that extreme okay. um yeah he was telling I think he was telling him to press and Hacking Ziesh turned around there was a little bit of a uh disagreement or dialogue uh, I was right at the top of the stand so I'm not going to pretend I know exactly what was said but um but yes, there's a little bit of an exchange between the two. Um, and yeah, he, he isn't he isn't yet managing to step up to the level that a lot of other players have undertook. All, but um, hopefully that will come because his quality, I don't think, is in doubt. Like we have seen flashes of what he can do yeah. uh, in a Chelsea shirt. Um, but I guess the other reality for that is, you know, Christian Pulisic isn't playing brilliantly. Kai wow. Havertz is coming back off if off an injury. Um, so the, the other sort of contenders for that position that, that Ziyech has at the moment is aren't doing brilliantly either, unless you push Callum, I guess. Oh, I uh, would, I would
0: do that, Adam, absolutely. Yeah, Listen, we've got, to, we've got to go to a break because we've got Gavin waiting in the wings. But before I go, got any more scoops for us, Adam? We, I have to say that uh, you delivered and then some with that superb piece you did on, on Josh McEachrin. Um And we were very, very well behaved, particularly me because you did actually reveal to me after the show on WhatsApp, <laughs> and I was very good and I said nothing. But uh, it was a cracking piece. You got any more biggies coming up this week?
3: Uh, we actually have something going up tomorrow because uh, on Monday on Monday it will be a year to the day since Stanford Bridge was last fall, wow. uh, for the Everton game so um, yeah I'm doing a piece on that so I suppose I uh, spoke to JK earlier to get his thoughts Nick, because he was there, I've spoken to a couple of other people um, I've got some a couple of nice lines from Tuchel about uh, coaching the art fans uh, seeing as he's taken over so um, yeah that will be going live tomorrow so that will be a nice big piece looking back at that game and, and what's happened since and hopefully we'll all happen in the future where everyone can get back and have some normality there.
0: Marvellous. I'm looking forward to that. I was in Glasgow at a wedding for the Everton game, uh, pissed on Ockentoshan and other varietal whiskies. I'm delighted to say but I'm a bit upset I missed that because it was a cracking game um, as well as your excellent piece there will be a really rubbish piece from me going up tomorrow afternoon all about Mason Mount so check that one out as well Adam always a delight to see you my friend enjoy the weekend uh, get some rest after your uh, rigorous uh, efforts yesterday covering uh, Chelsea for Football London up at Anfield and uh, no doubt we'll see you soon
3: yes take care everyone speak to you soon will well do done, Adam
0: take care yeah. lovely stuff there you go Adam Newson, uh, chief Chelsea correspondent for Football. London. Uh, now, uh, coming up after this very short break, we've got the return of a lovely chap. We really we warmed to this guy, didn't we, uh, J.K.? It's the lovely Gavin Buckland, who is the yeah. official statistician for Everton Football Club. We'll be seeing you in a sec. Away days are great, but there is nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh,
1: Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable.
0: Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. Of course, I am Stanford Chidge. It's the Chelsea Fancast Friday night preview show, a show that I love to do. Uh, and one of the reasons I love to do it is that I get to see Mr. Jonathan Kidd not once but twice a week now.
1: Oh, Chidge, you're, you're being very charming. Thank
0: you. I don't know why. It's, it's probably the massive piece of cake I had before. It's going to give me a bit of a sugar rush.
1: Probably because we just beat Liverpool. Oh, there's, there's always that, isn't there? How could I forget that?
0: Uh, and also, uh, I haven't seen this lovely man for far too long. It's brilliant to see Mr. Mark Worrell, the uh, mm-hmm. the Ubermeister of the Chelsea fancast, uh, the, Chelsea fan cast, the uh, Gate 17 publishing group and empire. <laughs>
2: Indeed.
0: Indeed it is. Anyway, good to see Mark always is now. Uh, as you all know, uh, in the middle of the Friday show, we have what we like to call this the opposition view and on the opposition view tonight i'm delighted to say um uh, we we've got the return of the lovely gavin buckland who of course is everton's official statistician and who we really enjoyed talking to before chelsea lost 2-0 to everton and it all <laughs> and it all went downhill from there on in but we liked him so much that we've forgiven him for that and we welcomed him back tonight hello gavin how are you I'm
4: fine, thanks. Hope everybody's well. Lovely to speak to you all again.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're obviously still in a good mood uh, and uh, that 2-0 that, that win's done you well for the last two or three months or whatever, however long it is.
4: I, I, yeah, I've been uh, waiting patiently to, <laughs> to come and see, see everybody on the show, obviously, you know. It, it was Brilliant. one of my first thoughts after the show, after we won, you know. Can't okay. wait to get
0: back on. Well, you were very good. You didn't you didn't give me any uh, jip on, on WhatsApp or anything, for which no. I'm very thankful. Now, listen, something that we, I would imagine, are both feeling very happy about. In fact, I'll ask you, uh, uh, you know, were you as happy as we were about last night?
4: Ah, no, that's a very, very good question. Um, perhaps not, because obviously, given that, given our, uh, now, actually, there's two sides to this. Given our sort of hype, you know, we were fourth last night, Raymond, before you played, uh, Technically, the best result for us. Last night was probably a draw. So when you were winning one 0 all my sort of you know, you know, Evans' support, all that type of stuff went out the wind, and thinking, oh, you know, it could change habits of a lifetime here. You know, <laughs> I want Liverpool to score in the last minute, <laughs> uh, and then I never got back to reality and thought, no, no, Chelsea wins. Uh, Chelsea wins better. We can sort that. Out. We can sort that out. Was on uh, Monday, you know. Well, indeed. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. Um, watched Chelsea last night. Um, I managed to watch both games last night, which is not bad, considering it was my wife's birthday. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, I, To be honest with you, I was only going to watch the Everton show, at the Everton game. But when he when got and talked to me and said, oh, can you do the show for us tomorrow night, I'd say, well, I've got to watch Chelsea now, haven't I? I'm doing the Chelsea podcast tomorrow, you know? <laughs> um and 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 it was fully totally enjoyable, wasn't it? If you were if, if you were an Everton fan, if you were a Chelsea fan, seeing seeing the result from Manfield, I think.
0: Well, there's, um, you, you may not. I don't know if you realise this, but I mean Marco would would probably bear this out as well. But we we have absolutely no love for the Red Scousers at all. But for the Blue Lot, we're not. You know, I don't think there's anywhere near the level of antipathy there is towards Liverpool from Chelsea supporters to Everton supporters. Um, and, and maybe we are united in our common enmity of Liverpool football <laughs> club. I don't know. I mean, Marco, I mean, I'm, I'm not that wide of the mark there with that one, am I?
2: No, probably not. I mean, it a bit lively in the, in the 80s between Chelsea. Well, that's
0: true. That is true. Um, yeah, yeah. All right.
2: <laughs> uh, but, but, yeah, you know, it's kind of like the, 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 the Manchester City, Manchester United thing, isn't it? Where sort of City of the lesser of all the evils. Um, when it kind of comes to people winning trophies, if it can't be Chelsea, so yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I don't mind
0: Everton. I mean, I, it's a shame the grounds going. Um, mm. You yeah. know, well, unless you're stuck behind one of the pillars, mate. To be fair,
2: yeah, I mean, you know, that to me that's one of the last proper football yeah. grounds in in uh, in the top flight, so that would be a shame.
1: Yeah,
0: definitely.
2: What's um, th- what,
1: what, um what, sorry, Gavin, what what's the aim with the with the building of the stadium? Is it to make it into a a, a huge stadium or just a, a kind of a neat one? I don't really know.
4: Um, I... a, a bit of both, uh, Jonathan. I mean, the capacity of Shatterfit in two thousand, which is which is about right. Um, Goodison's forty, so it's a question of getting a few extra people in. But you know, it's a great stadium, Goodison, as you say, but it's, it's antiquated, isn't it, in this day and age? So.
1: No, it's, it's the atmosphere the, thing, you know, because every, yeah. other, every other stadium that they make is like going to Tottenham. Tottenham is a wonderful, brilliant, beautiful stadium, but you can't hear anybody singing at the other end. And so you're almost singing in your own little bubble. You're only watching in the, the, yeah. the quarters. And I just, it was a sh- it's a shame that the atmosphere that is at Goodison Park and the history that's at Goodison Park would, would ultimately go just for, for they're not profit. It, it, it's, that's where, that's where they make the money to keep going. It's, it's a known fact that... Uh, the bigger the, the the more modern the stadium, the more the, the revenue comes in. So it's, uh, it's yeah, it's yeah, a it's shame in... that somehow that you can't inco- in, incorporate that kind of atmosphere within a stadium. It's um because because it is, yeah. it's a great atmosphere. It's a great experience to go and go and watch a game at a at a at a, at a ground that is basically so old. You know, it's that. It's like, yeah.
4: Uh, and, and yeah, and the fact that until recently you always used to be so probably helps as well, other than really you know. Uh, yeah, I I, they're trying to, I I know what you're saying. They're trying to, you know, ensure that you try and recreate that atmosphere, but it, you yeah. never can, can you You yeah. just never can. Um you know, it, it's you might get it in some games, but it's 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 the you know, the architectural goodness and the fact the stands are right at the right. size of the pitch and it up, you know, like it's you know, um are really upright up and there's no scaling back of them. You know, the crowds literally on top of the pitch and you do you do get that your great atmosphere as a consequence. But yeah. as you say, it's a necessity, isn't it? I mean, we've got to move on. The ground's not really fit for purpose. Yeah. It's yeah. a shame, um, and It's a shame. yeah. yeah.
0: Definitely a shame because I mean, Marco's bang on, it's a great place to go and watch football, and, and you can't beat those kind of grounds for that atmosphere.
1: Now, also, the away view, Chid, from actually the, up, the upstairs one is a great view. That's true, that is you're, true. But you're, you're slightly below ground level, yeah. And the, I was, I could never quite see properly if I was in the front row. You get bloody
0: I, wet if you're in the lower tier, indeed, indeed not absolutely. necessarily from the <laughs> rain, well, I have to say. Enough! Let's talk about Stamford Bridge. Let's talk about Stamford Bridge, which, contrary to popular belief from our northern friends, is not falling down. But yeah. um, I have to say, Gavin, now you, you'll appreciate this as a, as a statistician. I did a bit of homework today, and I always do you know, a quick look at head-to-heads recently. Yeah. And, uh, and I couldn't believe this when I found this out, but we have not lost to you lot at Stamford Bridge since 1994. Yeah. Right? That was so long ago, and we were so rubbish that Nigel Spackman was still playing for us, right? <laughs> you know, you won, you yeah. won one nil. You won one nil with a yeah. pull, a pull ride out goal. That was the last time. In fact, it's the only time you've beaten us in the Premier League era at Stamford Bridge. I had no yeah. idea that you had such an abysmal record at Stamford Bridge. Uh,
4: yeah, I, well, I had an idea. That we, we had second thoughts of coming on the show because I thought you were going to mention it, you know. But we've always, since we've always had a bad, if you go back before, you know. 1992. Even in the sixties, yeah. when we had a good team, you had a good team. Never beat you the Stamford Bridge then. And yeah. um, we did a couple of times in the seventies. And I've, I've actually, you know, one of that rare species has actually seen an Everton win a Stamford Bridge. You know, I am that old. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's um, it, it's just one of grounds where. Never, were, you know, even in the mid eighties when we got Chelsea, always used to turn us over, you know. Mm. Um, and you were very,
0: you know, we felt, very good then. You had a great yeah, season, yeah.
4: yeah. We, we were talking about the Gordon, uh, the Gordon Davis hat sick last time it was yeah. on, wasn't I? Yeah. Uh, in the mid eighties, yeah. it was So we struggled with all London clubs, honestly. Yeah, uh, Arsenal, Tottenham, terrible records as well. Chelsea's the worst. If you have a look at the results as well, there's a lot, there's an unhealthy amount of four nils and. 5 hard nils, yeah. like last year it was four nil, no, wasn't it? Ogu- uh, arguably one
0: of our best performances of, uh, yeah. of the season. I, I we were saying earlier on actually because uh, we we had Adam Newson on, who's who's a journalist, mate of ours from Football. London, and uh, he's doing a piece on on that ma- on that match this weekend. As it's a year since we actually had fans in the stadium. That was the weekend I chose to go to a wedding in Glasgow, so I didn't actually see Chelsea's best performance of the season, or in fact their last match when they had fans yeah. in. But never mind. Um, Things have changed an awful lot, uh, obviously, you know, since then. We've got a new manager. Um, I would say that you're you're a, a lot more settled now with, with Carlo in charge. Uh, our form recently, you know, has clearly been very good. You know, we're unbeaten uh, since Tommy Tuchel took the reins. I mean, last night we played really, really well against Liverpool, it has to be said, but it's been a bit stodgy. You know, we're not scoring many goals. Whereas you guys, I mean... You know, you've, you've won your last three, um, but they've been also fairly, you know, 1-0 to West Brom away, 1-0 at home to Southampton, both sides in, in, in pretty poor form. Uh, 2-0 away to Liverpool, another very poor side in very poor form, obviously. <laughs> um But, I mean, before that, you had a couple of defeats. I mean, understandably at home to Man City, surprisingly um, at home to Fulham, although Fulham, I think, are giving quite a few people a bloody nose who don't expect it at the moment. How are you? Where are you with your form at the moment?
4: Um, That's a very, very good question. Um, I think, to be honest with you, um, I think in terms of our records, if you have a look at our season's record there, we, we play better against the better teams. I think Carlo is quite happy against the bigger team to just set up quite defensively and hit teams on the break, especially you know away from home. We've won at like Leicester Wolves, Spurs, Liverpool, got a draw at Man United. You know grounds that we traditionally you know suffer. So he's quite he's quite comfortable setting up. Um, you know as a counter attacking team. Um, where he struggled and where we have struggled is when we played the I say, some of the lesser lights in the Premier League, where we've got to, we've got to have the, have the initiative and go for it. I think that's where we've struggled. Um, and that's reflected in our home form. Uh, I mean, Newcastle have done the double over us. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, we've lost, we've lost, you know, uh, Fulham at home, Leeds at home, West Ham at home. Um, you know, games that we've. We should be expecting to win, but we we struggled to, to enforce our game on the on the opposition. who just sat deep. and and that's been, ironically that's been the problem this year. It's also the reverse of the usual problem for us. I mean, within that it is it is this thing as well as it is easier playing away from home, isn't it? From, to because of because of the crowd thing. I think that comes so, I as mean, we we haven't lost last nine Premier League games away from home. You know, going into uh,
3: Monday.
1: Kevin, I mean, why, so, uh, why is Richarlison scoring so many at the moment? He scored for um three in a row, isn't he? Four in a row. Four, four in the Premier League and he's four is,
0: the is, Premier League is, games on is, the run.
1: Is, getting further, is he hitting the crosses more? Is he been given given more uh, um opportunities to score? Because it just seems it, to yeah, be a good run. Yeah. It's more, more
4: opportunities, Johnson. What 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 Carlos set up the start of the season of four three three with Calvert and playing central striker, and left and you know um and I saw be on the other side. And um, um, the, the Charleston, I don't know whether you'd look at it but you know, was it, it, it never looks a happy bunny on the pitch. <laughs> I, I
0: love players like that. To be honest, Kevin, I, love play, I love grumpy yeah. players. I love them. I remember yeah. what at
1: the end of the last, the last game, he threw himself at, at somebody and got a foul through actually throwing himself and then falling over holding his head. So I've yeah, seemed yeah. to be kind of, he's so unhappy most of the time. He'd be given the yeah. foul by the ref regardless, just take pity on him because he yeah, he's Yeah, he's just
4: there. Uh, he, you know what mood he's in and I think what, what Carlo's done is in the last four or five games he've been playing sort of like a four four two where he's been playing sensitive with Calvert Lewin. So consequently right. he's been seeing more of the ball in the you know the dangerous areas and he's been getting more opportunities. And he's our best player at Charleston. I know sometimes you can you know throw a wobbler and, and a moody but he's our best player that, you know he he has he's about, "What you know, he could play for the league club, carvert Lewin. You know, uh, sorry, uh, or Calvert Lewin could probably be favourite Charleston. Um But in doing that, you see carvert Lewin likes 4-3-3 because if you see, don't know, you've seen his goals this year tend to be out wide, either crosses in to, for them to score the header or get to the byline and he taps in the six-yard box. He's very good in the six-yard box. Yeah, but, four, four, the
1: six-yard four, box, look yeah, like, yeah. yeah.
4: Four-four-two, you don't really get that opportunity, Um and I think that that." System favours Richarlison more than, than Calvert lewin So he's now seeing the best of Richarlison, and Calvert Lewins' form is dipped. Mm, so if you, it, it, it'd be interesting to see how he sets up. I mean, when we played you uh, with March, we played 4 uh, 3 I think we played 4-4-2, so your 4 4-3-3, and your midfield outnumbered us, you passed passed us and took advantage of the extra match. So it'd be interesting to see how you've been setting up in this like 3-4-2-1. Mm. Um,
0: System. I, I don't what, see Carlo, I, I don't see him changing from that I mean it's in, I mean everybody says yeah. oh he, you know he, he adapts and he plays all these different systems but he's not changed it once and I really don't see him changing it now uh, and I think you know the one thing that we have found clearly is that the 3421 absolutely has solid, solidified us defensively we look yeah. far more solid now and I can't see him giving that up in a hurry I mean they changed tactics last night because they knew Liverpool would would be, you know, would press very, very high and leave gaps in behind, and it was very unusual for us to see them uh, to see Chelsea, you know, play in a way that really suits Werner. Because Kante,
1: up- the, sorry, Mount's goal was was Kante's long chip, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that Mount
0: just brought inside. And, and Werner's goal was another when, long chip. Yeah. Oh, it got rolled out for VAR, didn't it? <laughs> got, didn't it? But there you now, go. Yeah, I it was coming from those, but by the Carlo
4: changes. On Monday to come to your your system, you know, You might just keep four across the middle to come to come to your four, you know. Um, well, it'd be it'd be interesting to see. We're not conceding many, or not conceding many. I did another podcast before and I got asked for my prediction. At least I'll give you later on. Or yeah, right. It could be it could be tight. Yeah. Well, that's interesting.
0: I mean, I wonder if 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 a lot of you know good uh, tactical managers have done this, and even some not very good ones like Oli Solskjaer. but. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, managers have, have kind of rumbled the fact that our main, uh, our, our you know our attacks mainly come through the wing backs. So we try to get wide and put balls in, which is a pretty stupid strategy, frankly, Gavin. If we're playing Werner up front as a number nine, not so bad if you have got Tammy Abraham or Giroud. But yeah, actually, yeah. nevertheless, what what they've done is that they've tried to match up and they've put their wing backs on our wing backs, which stops them getting forward and has been quite effective. And that means that we just try and pass through people, which is very easy to defend against. So I think it'll be interesting to see what Carlo does about that.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, sense of the defence we've been quite good. You know, Ben Godfrey's been a superb sign. and so we we, we are solid through the defence. Um I don't think you'll get the space that you got obviously last night. Um you looked to say you could break through Liverpool at will at one stage in the first half, couldn't you? Um yeah, I think two experienced tactical mind to play on on Monday and it'd be fascinating to see I mean the one one advantage you've got is I mean looking at your bench last night it's a really strong bench that isn't it you know you know as a neutral I mean we, we had a we, we didn't have of Sheffield we only had eight, eight on the bench and two of them were goalkeepers <laughs> <Blimey>. <laughs> you know and it was looking at your bench last night and that bench and you, you look like a full team yeah yeah. On your bench, I'd like I said, I mean, I'd look like an under 23, under 23 team with mm. two goalkeepers. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it'll be that's where you've got the advantage, but it's a tough game for us, Chidge, on, uh, on Monday. I said before that after playing Man City, you're not playing Man City, I think Chelsea Way is about the toughest game you can get in the Premier League at
0: the moment. Wow, that's that's yeah. praise indeed, Marco. I yeah. mean, yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm really heartily encouraged by that, Marco. What do you think of that? What's that, mate? Uh, Gavin says that uh, apart from Man City, we're probably the hardest team to play against at the moment.
2: Well, I, yeah, I mean, definitely since um, Tuchel's come on board, that you know, we're just tight at the back now, aren't we? Um, I mean, the only, I still get nervous when uh, Mendy tries to play football. Um, I, I get
0: nervous when any of the back lot try to play football, <laughs> mate, but that's just um, me, I think.
2: But yeah, I mean, it, it, it's working at the moment and, it's just a question of, I mean, I think the team that played against us the best, but they didn't have the quality in depth, was Barnsley in the first half of the FA Cup. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had it completely worked out. And um, that were causing us all kinds of problems. If they'd have had a, a bit of quality in, in their side up front, they'd have taken their chances and created a bit of an upset. So it, it can be done and there's no room for complacency. Um so, you know, and the challenge for Tushel is when, when somebody does, you know, a quality side does work it out, uh, how
0: how he sets up to, to combat that. Mm, how he responds, I couldn't agree more. Bottom line is, Gavin, I mean, in, in, in the words of people like Sky, who, let's face it, we don't try and repeat too often, uh, but this is a six-pointer, isn't it? As you were kind of alluding to early on, you know, because if you win, you go above us. If we yeah. win, we're we're you know putting a bit of clear blue water between you and the the chasing pack for top four. In fact, we'll get quite close to uh, to Leicester, I think, if they don't uh, if they don't win. So uh, it's a yeah. very very big match. There's a lot at stake, I think, for this, isn't there? Yeah,
4: that's why. You know, six o'clock on Monday doesn't seem to be the right time, does it? To have one of the, the matches of the weekend, isn't it really? Um, yeah. In terms of the top four race and and um, further ambitions, so. Yeah, it, I think it's a, a do not lose match.
0: Ah, a dare not it, lose I match. Think,
4: yeah, I think I think it's a. Uh, I'm just wondering if you. I mean, you're at home, slightly different for you, isn't it? Um, I think different vibe. If you said to Carlo now, you could take a point on Monday?" Say so, yeah. He'd raise
0: his left eyebrow and say, "Oh yes." I,
4: yeah, and I think I think as much as one for us getting up points, it's stopping you getting three.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: You know, you know, um, and I think that's just as important. And you know, there's an impact. I mean, the, the Manchester derby's before our game, isn't it? Yeah, On, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if City turn United over. All of a sudden, there's a big uh yeah. opportunity there for for both teams, especially yeah. yourself. I mean, we have got a game in hand as well, Evan. yes. Um, so which is Villa, I think. Um, yeah, it's a massive, ma- massive game in terms of the top four. And I think it's a do-not-lose game, okay. and I think that might be reflected in our, our tactics in particular.
0: You're you going to go for a draw then, James? I can smell it. I can smell it. You're going to go for a draw, aren't
4: you? Um, me? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I'm going to go, you know what? I'm gonna, can I be really boring and say it's going to be a ghastly, tea-spoiling, you know, Monday night-spoiling, goalless draws <laughs> between, <laughs> between two... Get- well I mean, the thing about Natasha Watson last night and there was what you can see two girls coaching carny a mile off. Yes. You know, the the, yes. the the passing you see a really, really well coached team.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh, and I think I think Carlo is experienced I just got a funny feeling they cancel each other out and have been nil nil. But if it's a 3 or draw, I'll never invite me back on the show again. Obviously,
0: well, I mean, we I've yeah. I've, I've seen a three-three yeah. with you lot. Not, I mean, that oh, was the, yeah. JT's last-minute goal, which is one of the best yeah. feelings I've had at Stamford Bridge ever. I think. But Gavin, yeah. it, I, go yeah. on, mate. Sorry, go on, go, on, Gavin. Yeah, I was going to say
4: that that one's count, I was thinking I was mile offside. It was. It was. Come yeah, if, if we'd have had VAR, it would
0: have never been given off. You know? Yeah, it was offside. Yeah, but absolutely. Gavin, Gavin, I, I, you know, I think that's very astute. I, I mean, Carlo, we love Carlo still. I mean, I think I, 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 I speak for the others, but I know that they'd agree. We, we've got a lot of love for Carlo, and he's a very astute, proper Italian manager. And and you're right. You know, if this is as important as we're all saying it is, you know. A draw is going to suit you with a game in hand and he's smart and savvy enough to try and go out and get that, I think. And and I think a draw is not a bad prediction. Uh, we will be giving ours later, so you'll have to listen back for that.
4: But <laughs> That's unfair. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, how else yeah, do I I'll get people listening.
1: to listen to the show, for God's sake? Yeah, yeah,
4: absolutely. Yeah. Can I just
1: say a second, I was present when um, when we beat you 5-1 at the bridge in 1965. I just thought I'd... Ah, oh,
4: right. Well, so, you know,
1: you know, yeah, oh, sorry, John. You know, yeah, it, it reminds me, you know
4: Ed Stewart, the DJ? Remember yeah, Ed Stewart? Yeah, Well, yeah, yeah. 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 he was a massive Everton fan, wasn't he? And he, he, I meant to say this last time, he became an Everton fan because his dad took him to Stamford Bridge in 1949. And Chelsea beat Everton 6-0. And (laughs) he felt
0: sorry for (laughs) Everton. He carried on (laughs) some more Then, then like, Yeah, brilliant. (laughs) I like that Um, a lot. I like that a lot. That's brilliant. Gavin, apart from all of that, it's been brilliant uh, talking to you again. It really is lovely of you to come and give us uh, your time. Very generous of you. Um, I can't wish you luck for Sunday, but I do wish you luck for uh, the rest of the season. And, And I mean, not least because, as I said, we've got a lot of love for Carlo. And and I that's and I, right. I like to see him do well as long as it's not at our expense. So uh, enjoy think, the game.
1: Yeah, I attempted to get a Carlo song going in the 4 I stood up <laughs> in the Stand. Oh hello, Carlos, no. no any attention to me at yeah. all. No, I sat down well, that's understandable.
4: Well, uh, yeah. I'm going to claim the model high ground. I'm going to wish you all luck for Monday night. Okay. Well, that's very very lovely of you. That is
0: that is genuinely very lovely. Well, I said. I, yeah. I certainly wish you lot luck for the rest of the season, as I yeah, said. Yeah. Um, and let's both uh, delight in the demise of Liverpool. A thing that will unify <laughs> both of us quite happily. Yeah, I, well,
4: what, I was thinking of that. What's that old style of phrase? Enemies, enemies, the enemy you of know? my <laughs> enemy is my friend. Yeah. That's right. Well, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. James, yeah.
0: you enjoy the weekend. Yeah. Enjoy the match on Monday. Really lovely to see you again. Thank you so much for, right, uh, yeah. for taking to part. And you never okay. know, we'll see you next season when we meet again. Are you still in the cup, by the way? Are you still in the cup?
4: Oh, yeah, we're still in the cup. we oh. got City at home. Stranger yeah. things
0: have happened. You never know. He may yeah, yeah. see you yet. You never know. Yeah, uh, it would be nice for, the, nice for the final again, wouldn't well, it? That would be something. Apart from the fact yeah, that none yeah. of us can be there, which is a rather annoying <laughs> yeah. thing, but there you go. We,
4: we can see the show, though, again, can't we? We, we can't certainly can. Gavin,
0: <laughs> brilliant to see you, my friend. There's Lovely ya. stuff. You take care, and we'll hopefully see you very soon.
4: Yeah, take care, everyone.
0: Well done, Stay Gavin. Stay
2: safe. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya
0: great stuff there you guys Gavin Buckland who is uh, Everton's official statistician and actually a very lovely chap we really like having Gavin on the show don't we jk oh, brilliant quite brilliant Pro- proper football fan proper Just football fan guy. very yeah, yeah. very generous of him to wish us luck for monday I, that that's above and beyond the call of duty in my book so fair play to him anyway uh, right we go- you think are he meant it.
1: i don't think he meant it <laughs>
0: you're so disingenuous, you really are listen on that point, a uh, very quick plug um as you probably know i'm I'm doing uh well together with many 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 lovely people, but doing a big stamford bridge sleep out, a virtual one this time because we can't go to Stamford Bridge and do it, but it'll be the international uh weekend uh, march the twenty seventh I believe, and I shall be sleeping on my shed floor, my garage floor. Uh, fortified beforehand by a fire pit, a big Monte Cristo cigar, and a glass or five of whiskey. Uh, But nevertheless, I indulge you to sponsor me. Indulge me. In fact, actually indulge Stolf, because that's who we're really raising the money for, who are the veterans who live next door to us, many of whom have suffered from homelessness. So if you can see your way clear to sponsoring me, I would be very, 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 very grateful, and I will love you all very much. Very easy to do. Just go to my Twitter handle, at Stanford Chidge, and my pinned tweet uh, has all the details for the Virgin uh, Money Giving Fund. So there you go. Anyway, we will be back in a minute to talk about our preview of the Chelsea Everton match. Real fans, real opinions.
2: I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea.
0: Footballfancast.com. Welcome back, this is Stanford Chidge. This, of course, is the Chelsea Fancast Friday Night Preview Show with me and Jonathan Kidd. Hello. And the wonderful Mr. Marco Warrell.
2: Buonasera.
0: Who's Whose stylophone has sadly run out of juice.
2: yeah they will be. I left, I left it switched on the last right. time I was on this program, which was quite some time. I know
0: there'll be people yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest who are heartbroken not to be able to hear your stylophone tonight. Exactly. Exactly. Uh... But never mind. They'll just have to have to settle for your innate intelligence of all things Chelsea, Mark. Um, starting uh, with which, I mean, and picking up really from what we were talking about with Gavin. Um, he's right. Actually, it's it's a big match on Monday, isn't it? There's a lot at stake for this old top four. Uh, is it another must win for Tommy T's Blue and White Army?
2: Um, well, I think they're all must wins, really. Mm. You know, because teams team seem that there's a lot of... There's, there's a lot There's a lot of... There's a lot of income apart from Chelsea and Manchester City at the moment. Um, you know, so results have kind of favoured Chelsea of late. Um, so given the fact that Everton are also vying for a top four berth, um, you know, definitely this one has to be a must win. Um, but I, I, I kind of I kind of half hope that uh, we're going to steamroll them in the way that we did last season, which that was the last time I was at the bridge and it was also my daughter Misty's first uh, game at the bridge. Um, and that was an outstanding performance probably probably the best that we saw under under Frank Lampard
1: because William um, and Pedro scored
2: didn't he yeah i think Carlo will keep it a lot tighter on uh, monday and, and and given the fact that we can't really score many more than we struggled to score more than one goal in a game um he he could be right with his prediction
0: mm. he, well i mean you know when <laughs> I think, in a sense, JK, the match against Liverpool was a bit of an outlier. And, and again, funnily enough, I think Garin, Gavin nailed that because Liverpool, in their arrogance, decided not to to change the way that they play at all to face Chelsea. And as I said, a blind man could have figured out that they were going to do a high press and we could we could get him behind them. And, you know, fair play to Tuchel, he did that. Carlo's not going to be that stupid. He's, going to, he's probably, you know, Gavin's right. I think he is probably going to come for a canny draw. I think- I've
1: seen them stifle us before, haven't they, Yeah, you know, under Carlo, um, and just um, completely play almost contrarily to the way that we've been watching them playing against other teams. He's a he's a tactician, as we know, and I think he'll play large numbers of players at the back and and do boot the ball down the pitch and get Richarlison to run out of it. And
0: Calvert-Lewin, because he's and, quick.
1: Yeah, and Richarlison has that... Um, He's got that nasty aspect to him as a striker that uh, um, that, that Diego Costa always had. Is there's a, there's a there's that kind of um, dark arts att- attitude towards things which he's got. Which uh, and I think he'll they'll both be melting down the pitch. I thing that you know? we British call
0: cheating, I think, Jonathan.
1: That's the word. I didn't That's want to say. That's what we like it, to I, call it. I call it dark art. But having said that, though, I think with. You know, if, he, if he was playing we were associated with him for a period we thought we might be buying it's okay for, what,
0: if it's on our side yeah exactly which is a, equally we're, British of course yeah because <laughs> we're hypocritism hypocriticism to... is, is our middle name yeah, yeah
1: yeah absolutely so no but I think they'll attempt to stifle on him he's gotten uh, Sigerson is very good at that kind of thing he's a like, very canny player and I, I think they'll try and get us on the break his question of I mean but Tuchel is absolutely aware of how they'll play because he's this is one of the things he does he's uh He's a very um, astute um, and an analyst of these kind of things, so uh, he'll set up accordingly. I think he won't get away from the fact that we you know we're, we are we're, we're terrific defensively now. It's just a question of of what setup he plays, whether he whether a doy comes in, and um, or whether he. I'm not quite convinced that, that that Zayek will will get another another go at the moment, just because he was uh, he was very poor. Well,
0: so. that I think is a very good question, and and it's it's the one thing we really didn't get. I mean, people who who don't know this, I put together this. Uh, I mean, for the boys, thankfully, the one-page running order is manageable. The other eight pages of notes, perhaps less so. Um, but one of the... I, I quite often put a few incendiary uh, phrases into the running order to get it going. And one of them was, time to bench Ziyech Marco. Um, I, I have to say, I, I don't have a lot of time for him. and I And I think what Adam was saying earlier about the fact that Tommy T was giving him grief for not pressing back. I can't see Tommy Tuchel putting up with that for very much longer. And whilst you were saying earlier on, too, I think that, you know, we are in a bit of a pickle at the moment because all of our creative attacking midfielders, stroke attackers, as in Pulisic, Ziyech, Havertz, Hudson, odoi none at Werner, you could argue as well, none of them seem to be able to nail down a place. There's not many more options. So maybe he just has to shuffle that pack until he gets the, you know, until it clicks. And I, 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 for one, would not be averse to seeing Hudson-Odoi play in one of those roles and, and have James uh, pushed up to, to wing-back, where he can play very, very well, as he did the other night. Um, Ziyech, I just don't... I mean, maybe I don't think Tuchel can afford to try and play him into form. There's not enough games left. It's too late for that. If you can't do it now, sit it out while somebody else can have a go, would be my my management strategy on that.
2: Yeah, I mean, Chelsea look lopsided when he's when he's in the team. Um, uh, well, and and down to ten men. Well, well, yeah, I mean that that's probably a bit harsh, but yeah, you know, I, I think fair play, credit to Tuchel because he's tried him, um, but uh, you know, and he's he's tried a few players, and you know, some 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 have obliged him more than others in in terms of their form. Hudson Adoye being one initially. Um, so uh, I, I agree. You know, I, I, it grieves me when I see Hudson Odoi and um, Reese interchange. And I understand why it's done, but um, I think Hudson adoy has got the capability to uh, move, move, be be a bit more versatile in terms of where his position. I'm just, just not he sure. Needs to
1: shoot more, doesn't he, Mark? He just needs to shoot, yeah, he's playing just, the ball off. You know?
2: Yeah. I, I don't know, the, the, the ZH thing, I mean, he was he was a strange signing um, and, you know, it, it kind of like, I, I don't know, it sort of was all, all bubbled out of that chelsea Ajax game.
1: He played um, wonderfully against us, didn't he? But, you know, Robert Fleck played wonderfully against
2: yeah, us. Yeah, exactly right. that. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a good player there, but he needs to get his game together and we can't afford any passengers. So... You know, I mean, clearly, Tuchel's um, going to have a, a shape, shakedown of the squad in, in the summer. Um, and, but I don't, you know, we're, 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 we've got, you know, 10 games left, 10, 11 games left in the in the Premier League, plus, plus the FA Cup and the Champions League. And I, I just don't think he can afford to play players who, you know, haven't got the appetite for the game or can't, can't play to... Um, you know, the, 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 the tactical setup that, that's being asked of them. So there's no reason to play him just because he's Hakim Ziyech and he costs, you know, a few bob from Ajax. So I think he might get another chance, but that'll be it. Mm.
0: I mean, I, the other thing, I mean, the related point to that, which we've alluded to, uh, and as did JK as well, Marco, is that, you know, I do believe that hudson Adoy can play in one of those two Positions behind the striker, he's played it at, at, at uh, youth level and and quite possibly for England as well. And, I, and the other the other reason why I would like to see him tried there, I mean he has looked better than the other players at the moment, as in Pulisic who doesn't look in form, ZH who doesn't look in form, Havertz who doesn't look in form. But the other thing is I don't like him playing on the wing back because I think it constrains him. And he keeps getting taken off because he can't handle the defensive responsibilities. And I just think it's a waste of what is one of our goal threats and a guy who can just skin a defence. Why waste him as a wing-back? Why do it? Have him more, you know, further forward because we know he can cut inside. You know, If you played him on the left of the two, he'll cut inside and shoot on his right. He's got a great shot on him. Try him there. He can't be any worse than Pulisic, Hakim Zayic or uh, Havertz,
1: J.K., well, I, I, I've gone on about on about this before, haven't I? That he could be Robin-like if he just w- w- came in from the left and curled the sh- the shots across, which he can do. I, I think he just needs to improve his shooting a bit. It's the shooting for me which is the problem. But I would play him instead of Werner if he's going to play play that setup. I don't know whether Pulisic plays on the um, plays on the right, but, um, because at the moment Pulisic is is looking very off the pace whether he's looking slightly intimidated by playing for his previous boss who's just playing him in the same position using him as a sub when as before he was he had a different role to play under frank but uh, no, i know i think adoy is um um is potentially the the uh, well in the, in a in a team that isn't scoring goals if he can just get him to go for goal but he, he does have this, this terrible desire which they all do to just do the final pass and lay it off, other than Mount, who has a, has a well, good Well, dip- there,
0: there was a brilliant um, article in the BBC, In Your BBC, that uh, Tony uh, tweeted out earlier, which explained the depth to which tactical and uh, data analysis has entered football. And they had a really interesting bit on expected goals. And they said that since the expected goals analysis came in, Shots from distance have gone down dramatically in the Premier League. In other words, what they're finding out is that uh, in, in, data analysis is proving that you know it's lucky when you bang on in from 30 yards. We might all love it as fans, but it, it you know eight times out of ten it ain't going to work. So that's perhaps why they're now being encouraged to not shoot from distance, instead take the extra pass and shoot from closer.
1: Uh, but, the, but surely, distance. I think that's a load of old arse gravy, it, but it, frankly. It, but, it, but that's it, what they're it, doing distance is 35 yards surely at the edge of the penalty area it, you know that that we're still not shooting from there you know, no,
0: so I, I, I agree, but I think I think I think that even that's it's even affecting that is the inference that I, I got from that article. Is that, that a article. coaching
1: thing? You think Tuchel's encouraging them? I think all, all teams, teams are
0: not just Chelsea. I think yeah. you know it's it's a it's a blight on the modern game, a blight on modern you, society. J.K. You're,
1: you're Ignoring it's the a fact disgrace. you get don't you? There's a, a deflection, I know that. You know that. I know that.
0: We've only been watching. Marco knows
1: that. You know that as well, Marco, don't you? Yeah,
0: we've only been watching football. What did I say in the in the CFC? UK had a combined watching Chelsea football club for over five hundred years. No wonder we we should be put down, let alone given a medal. Anyway <laughs> Um well just to move this on a bit, I mean it's it's a really interesting point, Marco. Go, going back to what we were saying, I mean it kinda of, it, it it tacks into that as well. You know, Everton are gonna be tough to beat, I think, and Carlo's gonna be tactically really, really really well set up. We're not gonna it's not gonna work firing balls over the top to to uh to Verner because you know, they ain't gonna get the space. They might well block off the wing backs. So how are we gonna how are we gonna score some goals against this Everton side? Set pieces. Mm. Pick Pickford's. Um, I don't know. Pick Pickford's.
2: He has some good games, but I think he's a bit suspect on uh, set pieces. So I, I, you know, I think we've got some some opportunities
1: there. Mind you, the same the same goes for Everton. So... Yeah. Uh, probably I think the, Rudiger might score. I think you're right there. I think Rudiger... Rudiger was mad last night. I mean, he, does, he was back to his, his most irritating... He fouled yeah, he, 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 he Mane nearly every single time he, he went for the ball with him. Mm-hmm. And he was... I don't know how the referee... Because that was why Klopp was objecting so much. Because poor old Mane was... Uh, it was like a kid every time he got there he was being crushed he just thought oh bloody hell and that dreadful moment at the end where where he pushed him and then covered drilled the ball against his head which i thought surely there'll be a, a retrospective here but nothing seemed to happen but no i i think rudiger might score because when rudiger when he's really on form is really up for corners otherwise if he's not on yeah. if he's not up for exactly. it, he fouls everybody all the time at the corner so uh but no, I, I I I just think Rudiger seems to be back to his best, which is once again is is something that's down to to Tuchel somehow just tuning into him. Well, he speaks German to him, so it, it's um it's what going on about this thing of of improving players, making them um, the best in their positions. Well, Tuchel appears to be absolutely fantastic at that, other than other than up front at the moment. I mean, I think to to to, to be fair to Rudiger, I mean, I thought you know he he was pretty
2: good. Um he, he he wasn't, well, he got left cast aside really by Lampard, but I thought he was pretty good prior to that. Um, so you know a, a Germany international good player, you know, Christensen, um, they, they're all good players. I think it's a confidence thing. Uh, you know, players want to play, don't they? you know, I'm sure Rudiger was moaning. You know, he was getting a lot of bad press on on Twitter, wasn't he, for for various things. Um, you know for, for you know having, having a dagger at uh, Frank's back, um, perhaps. Um, you know, but I think ultimately new manager comes in. You're you're playing, you're playing, you're not playing. I mean, look at Zuma. You know he he was back and now he's and now he's out out in the cold again. So it's uh you know, the the Chilwell thing's quite interesting mm. um at uh, left wing back.
1: He was very good you know. last night. Very good last night. Yeah.
2: Well I mean he's a good player, so he, you know, good players adapt,
0: don't they? So...
1: Absolutely, absolutely they
0: do. I think it I think I think Alonso will be back actually, because Everton are a physical side and he's picked um I mean it's interesting that he's picked Chilwell against teams who weren't gonna pose much of a physical threat, certainly not not on set pieces. And I think. Well,
2: Alonso's got that lock in his locker, hasn't he? Yeah,
0: he's good, he's good so. at defensively in, at set pieces. And, and he's great at falling over in front of people to stop their runs, you know. It's his speciality. Uh, and of course, his beautiful hair. And uh, the fact that he's the only one that scored a decent goal for us in. Well, actually, no, Mount's goal last night was special. But that volley he scored uh, against Burnley, I think it was, wasn't it? it was cracking. Yeah. Gotta yeah. love a bit of Marcus. Um, all right then. The time to nail our colours to the mast. Uh, I shall start with you, Mister Worrell. I'm going for one nil, and if if
2: he plays, I'll go for a Marcus Alonso free kick.
0: Okay, I'm loving that. That's worth a, any. If that's a worth a fiver of anybody's money, I think I shall be racing to my bookies right after the show. I like that one nil. One nil and a Marcus Alonso goal. Uh, JK,
1: I think we'll win two nil mm. because I think we'll maintain uh, our uh, integrity and, uh, and, and um, not give a goal away because we're uh, we seem to be pretty exceptional at the moment at defending. And I think um, I think we'll uh, uh, if if Adoy plays, I think he'll score. And um, uh, and if I think well if Werner comes on, I think Werner will score. I think this is the time for Werner to score.
0: Timo time.
1: Yeah. Okay, well
0: I see your two nil and I and I match it. I'm gonna go for a Tommy two nil. Excellent. Definitely. That's what I've gone for in the world famous Chelsea Fancar's Premier Predictions League, where I got a whopping great big hundred and ninety points last week. Sadly there are plenty of other people who got about two hundred and fifty. Uh, but I'm in seventeenth and I'm gunning Marco Warrell down. Oh yes, I'm coming for you, Sunshine. Uh, Martin's doing the best of all of us, as always. He's rocketed right back up there. He got about 240-odd points. Uh, and I think Joe Mangolo is still uh, leading the table, as he has done all season. He is invincible, this man. And he's also, actually, he's he, I've discovered, uh, one of the joys of, uh, of, of getting more people on Patreon is that they're all joining our Discord group. And... Uh, I'm beginning to... Because, you see, the funny thing is, Marco, we, we see them all in Mixler, don't we, when we're doing the show, but we don't really get to really talk to them much other than by talking. Half of them are in the Discord group, so I'm actually getting to know them really, really well, and they're a really lively bunch, I have to say. But Joan Bengala is a lovely, lovely gentleman. There's no two ways about it. And I tell you what, if he wins the whole thing outright, I can't think of a more deserving person to do so. So I hope everybody who's playing the Prem Predictions League has done their... Uh, selections like what I have I've gone 2 nil Chelsea I, I I think we're in a good vein of form at the moment and our record against Everton is just so good I'm feeling good about this I'm feeling confident so I'm leaving it at that uh, right uh, one more bit of uh, you know um, parish notices to give out this is really quite exciting uh, we've launched it this week uh, we've got a new partner brand partner as they say in the trade. Uh, who is a company called Football Prizes. And guess what they do? That's right. They basically flog memorabilia, but they call it Cleverly Football Prizes because there's a reason for that. Because basically what you do is you bung them five quid or £4.95 for a ticket, like a raffle ticket, and then they do a draw every Wednesday and they do it live on Facebook at half past seven. Uh, And uh, if your name gets drawn out, you win a bit of Chelsea merch uh, and the first one that we're doing this week this will be for next Wednesday's draw so I shall be reminding you mercilessly about this fact for the rest of the week but this is great this is a signed and framed John Terry Chelsea shirt so it's got John Terry. It's actually really, you can't see it because obviously this is black and white as it's radio. But you've got the John Terry shirt with his autograph on it. And it's all framed very beautifully. And a couple of pictures of JT. I think one's holding the Premier League trophy. The other, the, the, the other is a famous picture of him, you know, uh, kind of tapping his, his badge in his heart, which is, I think it was his last game, wasn't it? And a little kind of inscription which validates it all. So there you go. So all you need to do, uh, well, first of all, follow uh, at football underscore prizes for more information uh, go to our twitter page and you'll see see our tweet i'll retweet it a lot over the week it's also on our facebook uh, fan page or whatever they call it um, and then you basically enter foot you enter the draw at footballprizes.co.uk forward slash product forward slash john hyphen terry uh, I think that's the entire. Yeah, basically that'll get you there. But as I said, our, the link is on our Twitter Chelsea fan at Chelsea fancast Twitter page, and it's also on our Facebook uh, fan page. So we'll be doing that every week. So there'll be a different uh, bit of merch to win, memorabilia to win every week. There'll be signed boots. He's uh, Bill has told me all of the all of the great uh, um, all of the great prizes they've got coming up, and there are signed boots. There's Pulisic sign boots don't tell anybody but there's loads and loads of stuff like that I mean god you know there's there's enough to keep you happy for decades here so I'm really chuffed to be partnering up with them because I love a bit of memorabilia I was showing the boys before we went on air wasn't I they can validate this what what was I showing you before we went on air I
1: don't
0: know chief. A little bit of a reminder
1: oh yeah the picture, the, the picture uh,
0: you... Munich thing yeah yeah there you yeah. go, big photograph of the line up at Munich. I can see myself. I know I I was I was here somewhere. I'd have been about here. There's the go. I'm there. Are you wearing a hat. Actually there. That's the upper tier, isn't it? I don't know. No, that's that's the upper tier. I was be about there.
1: Are you wearing a hat, Chief? I
0: don't. I d I don't think I was. No, I wasn't wearing a hat. I wasn't wearing a hat. So there you go, that's that's a bit of memorabilia. That's my most treasured piece now, so there you go. So there you go, so I, I commend you all to join in with that. I, I, I wish you all a fantastically brilliant uh, weekend. Obviously, uh, we're not on air on Monday. In fact, you know, J.K. and I will be back on Tuesday because the match is on a Monday uh, for the usual Chelsea fancast, and obviously we'll be looking back at the Everton match on the Monday, hopefully a big win, and we will be joined by the two marks. Yes, indeed, but not once... But twice we've got Marco Worrell back. We've got Mark back with Mark Meehan. Those two uh, will be great value, I'm sure. Are you looking forward to that, Marco? Yeah, that'd
2: be great.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: be good to see you again. Will, will the xylophone be working by then?
2: Ooh, I'll have to buy a p. I have to find and see if we've got a PP3 battery. Okay, oh, wow. let's. That'd we're be, keeping our fingers
0: crossed for the PP3, mate.
2: P3 battery
0: there you go so definitely mark me and, and mark Worrell and me and jk back on tuesday quite possibly the stylophone with its new pp3 battery we'll keep you posted over the weekend on those momentous events Um uh, but there we go that's it for us uh mark i really lovely to see you mate lovely to see you looking very well good to see you. and as for you you old reprobate you Surely, young reprobate. Okay, young reprobate. You've been on cracking form this week on WhatsApp. You've been and Twitter. You've been making me giggle
1: <laughs> a lot, which I like. Oh, thank you very much. Well, you were on fire today though, Chich. You were on fire today. On the, on uh, the yes,
0: the, I have to WhatsApp. say that was that was good. Yeah, I showed we have got an ad in CFC UK, which I, I shared with the with the, the the Chelsea fancast WhatsApp group, and uh, it alludes to the fact that there are twelve of us on the show, and we all sorts of we all kind of contribute different things in a way, don't we? And uh, Alex piped up very quickly, and one vagina, uh, basically referring to the fact that she was a girl. And I very quickly said, surely there are 12 of those. <laughs> you very no, it was
1: well. I laughed at it at the time. I thought was very clever. No, you uh, missed the one out before I put oh, you put and of course one lovely, yeah. I put and one OTT lovely, that's right. You said, that's and you right. said nobody's ever described me as that before. No, that was Martin. Martin did that. Martin, was, Martin no, say no, that it was, was that
0: Martin that was, that. that was chuffed about that. Anyway, we're blathering on as we all do. Uh, it's time to go. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. Uh, enjoy the match yeah. on Monday. Uh, and stay safe, obviously. Uh, thank you for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it... Ke- oh, that reminds me. Breaking news from last night. It's official. Tim O'Verner is a listener to the Chelsea Fancast because he posted on Instagram a pic of him missing. I should hasten to add. But he said, up the Chels. Yeah, I saw
2: that. Oh, wow.
0: Up the Chelsea, he said.
2: Oh, God, help.
0: So oh, clearly God. he's I've been got- listening. I've got worried comedy face on. Yeah, J.K. <laughs> he is coming for you. He oh, is going no. to hunt you down. Oh no! And What's he is going you? to kick you into the oh. onion bag. Oh, Yavol. God. Well, I've
1: said nice <laughs> things about him this evening. But, yeah, um, there
0: you go. Okay. Well, on that note, thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, especially for Timo Werner. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Up the
2: Chelsea. <laughs>